And the reading this evening is from Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how best to answer everyone. Thank you, Carol, very much indeed. Now, this morning I spoke from the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, the same passage as we heard just now. And uh, I focus particularly on the opening part of that passage, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I spoke a little bit also about uh, being wise in the way that you act and let your conversation be full of grace and seasoned with salt. But I left out that little phrase in uh, the end of verse 5, make the most of every opportunity, because I really wanted to capture that this evening, make the most of every opportunity, which is a phrase that links to something that uh, Paul wrote in an earlier letter, or a different letter, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. Uh, 15 and 16 of chapter 5 is uh, similar to what we just read. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. And so as we come into this, uh, I wanted particularly to highlight the words of this phrase in the original language. I don't often talk about Greek, but uh, I am this evening. I was rather hoping we'd have the words on the screen. Has the screen gone totally dead? We lost it completely. Um, looks like it, in which case I will endeavor to make sense of what I'm saying without seeing the words. <coughs> we'll do our best. So. That little phrase, make the most of every opportunity. In the Greek, aha, we may have it, but in the Greek, ton chiron exagazomenoi. It's a slightly complicated phrase to pronounce, but it has two particular words in it. One is the word chiron, which is the same as the word kairos. It's just a different tense, but it is the same word. And it is an a moment of opportunity, a moment of truth, a moment of destiny, a kairos moment. Ton kairon, exagorzemonai. Ex, the beginning of that longer word, is a reference to intense activity. Agora, the next bit of the long word, is the word for marketplace. And so kairon, ex, Agora, and then not to worry too much about the uh, ominoi at the end of it, but those three phrases are talking about a great opportunity which is filled with activity in the marketplace. Make the most of every opportunity. And so the sense is that every moment is a precious gift to be exploited and capitalized to the full, that we need to invest our energies in occupations that will positively 
and attractively declare the truth of Jesus Christ to those who are outside of the church's fellowship. Because the time of salvation will not be extended indefinitely. And here is a message about the Christian stewardship of time as God's priceless commodity and that we need to make the most of. Time is an unusual word, isn't it? We talk about it in strange ways. I've found myself in the last few days just saying, if only I had more time. Everything just felt so pressurized, there didn't seem to be enough time. But actually, we all have the same time, don't we? 24 hours every day. It's all the same time. You cannot extend time, you cannot gain time, you cannot lose time. Although we talk in that sort of language, it's there, isn't it? It's the same amount of time. And this word time is worth thinking about because in the Greek language, there are two different words for time. One is chronos and the other is kairos. Kairos is the word that's used here, although it's in the different tense, chiron. But that's the word that's used here of this great opportunity to make the most of in the public spaces for declaring the good news of Jesus. But before we come back to that, let's go to the other Greek word, chronos. Because actually, this is the word that we often kind of shapes our thinking about time. Because it's to do with the length of time. It's the word from which we get chronology, where we set out the time of everything from one moment to another. And the Bible uses this word chronos quite a lot. So it talks about a period of time. Uh, some examples of where chronos is used. In the Gospels, there's a man who was possessed with demons who had not worn clothes for a long time. A long period of time. There was Paul and Barnabas who spent a considerable time in Iconium. There was Paul writing to the Ephesian elders who said, for the whole time I was with you. There's the word in Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 where Paul says, the time has come with reference to the coming of Jesus. When the right time finally came, God sent his son. And indeed, as we come towards Christmas, the very familiar story, when the star appeared, at the time when the star appeared, that's Kronos. All of those examples are chronos because they are lengths of time, they are particular points in time, and they are using time in that sense of pointing it at that moment when it happened. Not before, not after, but there and then or the period of time. And this is how we generally think about time. But what we've got to grasp is that in that uh, original Greek language, as well as that word time, chronos, there is the word time, kairos. That moment of time, that moment of opportunity, and it is that word which is being used here in Colossians 4. Make the most of every time that God gives you, for every opportunity that God gives you. Again, in Romans 5, and verse uh, 6, there's another reference to chronos time. 
you see just at the right time, just at that moment of opportunity, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. The opening works of Jesus in Mark's gospel, as uh, Jesus just came out, as it were, into the open arena, and Mark begins his gospel with reference to uh, John the Baptist, then the baptism of Jesus, and then Jesus announced, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That again is kairos. The opportunity has come to repent and to come to faith. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, we're encouraged with the word, humble yourselves under the hand of God. And in due time, at, God, at God's moment, he will lift you up. There's also a lot in the New Testament that refers to the last times. And the last times, usually, the word is kairos, because we don't know the chronology of the end. We don't know what chronos it's going to be when the Lord returns, but it will be that kairos moment, that moment of opportunity. And it is this word that comes into these instructions here in Colossians chapter 4. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every kairos time. Now the Apostle Paul wrote this from prison and there was a big challenge for him at that time. And as I try and get into this particular section of New Testament writing, I feel that the Apostle Paul was a bit like a dog who was desperate to be let off the lead. You know, if you sometimes take a dog out for a walk and they haven't been out for a while, and certainly it'll be our experience with uh, our own dogs when we had them and our daughter's dog uh, when we look after her from time to time, uh, that she'll be itching to get off that lead, you know, tugging, raring to go. And the Apostle Paul was in prison. And he didn't want to be there because he thought of all these places that he believed God was calling him to go, to preach and to encourage other people. But he was in chains. And so there was a sense in which he was passing on the baton. He was saying to the people in Colossae, I'm longing to get out there and make the most of every opportunity, but I'm held back in chains, so you go. And don't miss any moment because God is giving you Kairos moments of opportunity. His desire to be released from prison was not to have the freedom to live his own life, but to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel. He sensed that the time was short. It was such a deep expectation that the Lord was coming soon. And every opportunity had to be grasped to the full. It was a passionate appeal to the Colossian believers to make the most of every time. And that, I believe, is the challenge for us tonight to make the most of every Kairos opportunity. It maybe links to what we were saying a week or two ago about whatever you're doing. Work at it with all your heart. And undoubtedly, it's a call to all of us to be in the same place, to actively engage with those who are outside of the kingdom in the agora, that is the public place where many people gather. 
It's a challenge to us for every encounter in day-to-day -day life. Whoever it might be that you are meeting with, you may be at the supermarket and you're talking to someone at the cash desk, maybe that you're at the bank, occasionally people still go to banks and you talk to someone there. It may be uh, that you're in the workplace and you have a team and colleagues and you're talking with them. So many encounters with people in day-to-day -day life. And God is calling us to make the most of every opportunity. To be a living presence for Jesus in that place, at that time. Not the Kronos time, but the Kairos time, in that moment. And I think of this not just in our day-to-day -day conversations, important as they are, but there are other dimensions in which people live, and particularly in these days. So many people spend a lot of Kronos time on social media. And how do they use the Kairos time, the moments of opportunity there? I kind of sense that I miss a huge amount here. I went home after this morning's service feeling really encouraged. And I was thankful to God for the time that we spent together. As I thought about this evening, I should have put a little post on Facebook. We had a great morning this morning worshipping God. And there might have been those who are uh, friends of mine uh, who are not normally involved in church life who would read that and it might just trigger a thought. And you can sense the moment of opportunity that comes through that kind of network. How much do we use it? How do we grasp the Kairos moments every day? Every conversation bearing in mind what the Apostle goes on to write that we touched on this morning, bathed in wisdom and seasoned with salt, are conversations that are full of grace and that are wise, but they're grasping the opportunities. There's one particular opportunity that's ahead of us as we come towards Christmas. I hesitate to say that word, but it's not that far away. And Two weeks from tonight, next week in the evening healing prayer, the following week, uh, the first Sunday evening in December, launching our Christmas program. And one of the things that I'd particularly like to do in that Sunday evening service is to gather some evidence from you and others in the congregation as to what you might be doing in the run-up to Christmas, maybe in your workplace or maybe in your neighborhood. I know that there are some of you who do neighbors' nights, you invite your friends and neighbors in for a particular night. I know there are some of you who are involved in carol services in your workplace. Uh, there will be others of you who are doing other things that I don't know anything about. Uh, but it would be good for us to share those times that you know that are coming up when uh, there is some sense in which you will be engaging with other people around the Christmas story, around the Christmas message, uh, when you will have particular opportunity that you know about. And we just share those stories and pray for God's blessing on what is being said and done in these weeks that lead up to Christmas. It is the time of the year when more and more people take an interest in at least some elements of the Christmas story. And it's such an opportunity for us to take them to the heart of that, to Jesus himself. So I'd love to gather those stories. Uh, next week in the morning, 
Becky is inviting us to share something about what the steps of uh, hope during the Colossians series have uh, meant to you. And if you've got anything to contribute into that, then uh, she would love to hear from you this week so that we hear just one or two little testimonies of what those sermon series have meant to us in these steps of hope through Colossians. But then jumping on to the following week, something about what you'll be doing in the run-up to Christmas. But then as we think around the word Kairos tonight, we of course need to recognize that for us, one of the great moments of opportunity that we have are the conversations in Kairos. And many of you meet in Kairos, you meet friends in Kairos, you come from time to time. Use that in the best possible way. Use the opportunity that Kairos presents. I try to put in every couple of weeks a new thought for the week card. I'm sure you've seen them uh, on the tables. There'll be another one in the next day or two and uh, another one again before Christmas. There'll be the Christmas programs and the Christmas books. They'll all come into Kairos quite soon. And as you're there with friends, you can engage with them in conversation by referring to what's just in front of them and encouraging them to take them away and to think about it. And so Kairos can become a place where friendship is enjoyed, where communication really does take place, and where we grasp those moments of opportunity that God is giving. So whether it's in the workplace, in the run-up to Christmas, whether it's in Kairos, or whether it's in your own community and your own activities, as well as that length of time that God has given, and none of us know how much chronos we have in this life, as well as the length of time, God gives you every day those kairos moments. And that's what this passage is all about. Make the most of every opportunity. What can I do tomorrow that will serve the Lord, that will extend in some way an awareness of how great He is? Who are the people that I'm going to see tomorrow? What's the kairos gift of God for me tomorrow or even in the rest of today in which I can bring something of God's love into this needy world make the most of every opportunity so we're going to pray about that in a moment but first I'm going to ask the band to come back and lead us in that uh, wonderful song Guardian